Hello and welcome along to the Three Amigos FBL podcast. I'm the Marble Curse and I'm joined as always by my Amigo Mars, you can find on Twitter at Mars05, and Kylie, you can find at KylieFBL. Make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FBL. With the new season underway, we're doing a series of these Getting to Know You podcasts. We've interviewed FBL managers from all over the world, as it's our mission to let our listeners get to know the people behind the FBL accounts we interact with each week. To do that, we've come up with 20 questions which will reveal exactly who they are. Now, this season, there was only one man we all wanted to start off with, and that is the one and only Hitesh, who you should all know and love, of course, from his Twitter account, Morpheus Fire. Um, Hitesh, you're very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bear your soul to the FBL community? Really excited, looking forward to it, and very happy to be here, guys. Yeah, you don't. You should feel a little bit nervous, Mar- um, Hitesh. That's what the point of my intro there is, is to make you feel a bit jittery. I, I thought he was being too chilled. polite there. He's literally <laughs> as chilled as they come. So, uh, so we're going to start it off um, with question one, which is tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, so uh, hi everyone. My name is Hitesh. Uh, my Twitter handle is Morpheus Fire. I'm also on Instagram uh, at Morpheus Fire. Uh, I am a very, uh, very much a rookie FPL manager. Um, my highest rank in my first full season, which was last season, was 329k. I uh, played a couple of half seasons before that. Um, in my time outside of FPL, I'm an accountant, so I do like the numbers, uh, like a good spreadsheet, um, respect the stats. Uh, and in my free time outside of FPL and accountancy, I enjoy um, uh, Muay Thai, which uh, Muay Thai and mixed martial arts. Um, and also, more, more importantly than anything else, uh, I'm a dad to two beautiful young girls and a husband to my amazing wife. I've got to say, you are way too cool to be an accountant. Like, that's that's not a thing, right? We'll, we'll wait till we get to the end of the, the end of the podcast, Kylie. You may feel different. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so the Muay Thai thing is this like uh, something that you train people, or do you just do it yourself? Because I know your Insta account is mostly that, right? Or a lot of it is around that. Yeah, a lot of it's around that. I mean, I've been I've been doing it kind of on and off between uh, more important things like getting my accounting qualification and, and being a dad for uh, for about 15 years. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to train out in Thailand um, just over uh, just over 10 years ago. So 2009, I went out there and, and trained for a month. Um, if if you ask me, my number one sport to participate in, it, it would definitely be. Uh, be Muay Thai, but as I'm getting older, it's it's getting tougher and tougher. Uh, the hips don't have don't have the sort of dexterity they used to. I mean, I used to be able to move my hips, hips like don't Hindu lie, monkey on. Hips don't yeah, lie. that's it. I used to be able to move my hips like Hindu monkey on New Year's Eve, um, but but I, I can't do that anymore. I actually used to do Muay Thai back in Australia. Um, yeah, it's very then, popular in Australia. Yeah, yeah, it is. So you got some got some legends over there. Oh, guys like uh, John Wayne Parr, uh, Bruce Bruce Preacher McPhee. These are these are the the best of uh, some of the best in the world came out of Mor- Australia. Morpheus, you you didn't listen to the pod where uh, basically Kylie does not know anybody uh, like you know older than I don't know like the year two thousand. The, the, the year two thousand. The names that he just said went over her head. Are you kidding me? One well of the mine. primary people who mocks me about um, that Andy Cole guy uh, is Morpheus. <laughs> So, you know, he, he knows, he remembers. That's I that. definitely listened to that podcast, Mars. 
I've prepared some material alluding to it uh, later on. Of course you have. Yeah. (laughs) Always an opportunity to slide that one in. Well, I'm going to move us along. So hopefully you forget that you want to bring that up later. Um, Our question number two, which is the best question um, and the most insightful. So I hope you're ready. If you weren't human, which animal would your personality match best and why? So your spirit animal. My my aspirational spirit animal would be an Amazonian jaguar because they eat lots of meat, they sleep most of the day, and they like to get high on the capi plant, um, which is a, a, a hallucinogen. But that's all aspirational. Um, my representative spirit animal is uh, is a sloth because I'm, I'm just hugely lazy. <laughs> I love that you've got an aspirational one and an actual one. That is Brilliant. levels. <laughs> Brilliant. <clears throat> this makes sense to why uh, often I get DMs from you with videos of you a little bit higher living to your aspirational animal, right? Well, you know, that's you, you could right, you could say that that's me being a, an Amazonian jaguar and, and getting high after a day of sleeping and eating meat. Living your best life. <laughs> living my best life. I love that. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, right, my man, tell me, uh, you mentioned that you only just started getting seriously into FPO. But how did you get into FPL and football? And also, I would love to hear about your Manchester United love. I, I know which part of that question is is sincere and, and which one, which part is not. So um, <laughs> I, I'll try not to drone on too much about how I got into football. But uh, my dad came over to the UK from Kenya in 66 and was a big fan of Manchester United. And he um, endured after our, our European Cup win in 1968 a period. 26 years of hurt but when uh, I was growing up as a United fan as I was somewhat indoctrinated into it by my dad I was lucky enough to watch us under Sir Alex Ferguson during a, a period of dominance under the uh, during the 80s and 90s I so can't was, I can't remember that year period of dominance at all yeah, that's what comes when you start losing memories don't it mm. you know mm. you can get that treated yeah maybe it's ages. this must be the first this must be the first time Carly beat me to the old man joke it was there. It was just like he, he left it there. I was trying to come off mute. <laughs> <laughs> Could just imagine Mars like scrambling to get off mute for that one. That that being that being said, I, I actually got uh, sort of got drawn away from football and, and back into Muay Thai and, and mixed martial arts and, and boxing uh, through uh, through uni because uh, I'd always had a bit of a fascination with uh, with martial arts. Um, and then it was was working at uh, at a company a few years back, a couple of seasons back, excuse me, and ran a zombie team, finished like 1.7 million, was going to just run it again to be part of the work league for a laugh. And, uh, and a marketing manager, as they do, started giving me some. And so I, I decided to take it semi-seriously and got the team from 4 million to about a million in the world. And then uh, this season just gone, took it very seriously. Uh, and even though I've not done as well as, as a lot of managers in their first full season, I was I was really pleased with my uh, with my three three thirty k finish. Mate, it's not bad at all, to be honest. It beat me this season. Awesome stuff, Morpheus. So um, this is the best question of the twenty. Um, how do you feel about Liverpool being world, European, and English football champions at the moment? How are you feeling about that? I honestly, Don, if you'd have asked me this question ten years ago, I'd have I'd have hung up and swore it. A lot of you. Um, <laughs> But for You're me, more chilled now. 
yeah, I'm I'm very lucky that I'm I'm in a position in life where uh, I'm more concerned with the the performance of my FPL team than than Liverpool. Um, but but that being said, I I, I got to say the last um the last few years since FSG have come in, I've been really impressed at the way they they've run the club. Uh, and I I was actually in the in the city for um for a city break a few years back, and I thought, God, it's a lovely city. And a friend of mine who oddly enough is we went to school together and for 25 years he's a Liverpool fan for 25 years we've been arguing uh, as to, to who's better and who knows more about football um oddly enough he's uh, he's a, a famous actor who's who's recently featured in his own uh, in his own series on Sky I'll, I'll tell you his his name uh, um, offline but he he sat there and he said to me you know I've I've known you a quarter of a century and all your values, all your morals, uh, everything that you stand for would be best represented as a fan of Liverpool Football Club. Oh, dear God, this this guy's for the first time in 25 years of football arguments. This guy's got me. Um, that being said, I, I would uh, I think I sent a, a, a tweet to a tweet to Mars um, when we were on lockdown saying I'm really hoping that uh, the coronavirus means that the season's null and void. But but to no avail. Um, so yeah, looking forward to uh, to potentially United deepening their squad and, and challenging Liverpool. But I think it'll take us at, at least three seasons to get uh, to get back in back in the position of dominance. Well, let's not forget, let's not forget the video that you sent me with champagne congratulating Liverpool. Yeah, to make up the. <laughs> We, we've already established that I was I was high at the time. So that's true. That's count. true. <laughs> So, if you were giving tactical advice to someone starting out in their FPL career, what would it be? I mean, it's, it's already been said on this podcast. For every FOMO, there is a YOLO. <laughs> Words to live by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It actually really does apply to FPL. Morpheus is the only one who can rival Mars for um for. for what do you even call it? What's the what's the what's the word? Marzi is a that's not Mars rever- that's not Mars reversing into the kitchen to get a snack. It really, really is. That's. Uh, um, I think the word you're looking is the word you're looking for acronym. Yes, or? acronym, acronym. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, I said yeah, acronyms. Yeah. I I will always remember when we when when I met uh, Morpheus Fire the, f- the first time. I was at the bar. This strange guy approaches me, stands next to me, and he goes, "For for every formal, for uh, for every more for uh, for every formal, there's a yolo." Failed. And I just went, Morpheus Fire. We didn't know each other at the time. The and, funny thing uh, is, Miles, that's how I met my wife actually. <laughs> 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 it's a winning line every time. He just walks up to everyone and says that, yeah. And yeah. sees where it goes. Uh, I was, uh, I, I was, I was so excited to to be on the podcast. Actually, I was, I was speaking to her and I said, "Look, love, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on on a, an FPL podcast now. Things are things are getting serious for me, and I just want to let you know that I'll never leave you behind. But uh, <laughs> you're gonna need to, you're gonna need to step up your game, and uh, and she she looked at me, um, laughed, and and told me to go and take the kids for a bath. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> which is which, to be fair to her, is exactly what I did, and and that was that. 
<laughs> but then, but it was a special, you know, 30 seconds before that response, I'm sure, where you felt uh, highly important and superior. I, I did. I did. I felt great. And then uh, she, she put me back in, in my place. Kept you grounded. True, true. Right, let's get back into this. Um, so you said that, you know, you've had uh, like half seasons and then you, t- you took over this team and you did well last season. But is there a memory that sticks out? What's your favourite memory in, F- in FPL? Yeah, definitely one that sticks out. It was, I think, I think it was game week six of uh, the eighteen nineteen season when City beat Watford eight uh, nil, and I was um, at the start of the game. I tweeted that Pep was um, a big bald fraud. I may have put some expletives in there. You'll have to uh, you'll have to edit those out. But I got really really irritated because I'd captained Sterling and um, and he'd left Sterling out completely. Or he excuse me, he put Sterling on the bench. So. I, I was uh, ce- celebrating my my uh, success by having um, having a late lunch with with my kids, and I just popped over to look at my phone, and I see um, a tweet from Curran, and he's celebrating um, he's celebrating Pep bringing on a third sub. So I messaged Curran and I said, "Has he brought on Sterling?" And he said, "No, he's brought on Rodri or, or someone else." And I thought, "Oh, okay." So then I turn around and look at my team, and I noticed that. A vice captain Kevin De Bruyne, so that was a nice little 34 pointer in the bag that took me up to 150k um, from uh, from about 400k, and it was it was a really really good memory. Definitely celebrating celebrating Raheem Sterling not coming on to get a 34 pointer was probably the highlight of my my FPL season last season. So shout out to Cup. now was that. Luck or skill? <laughs> That's what I was about to say, Maris. <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say, uh, they, it, while added to the pleasure was also going on Twitter and seeing people's fume going, all these people are lucky, they're lucky. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yep. Listen, you set your captain, you set your vice captain. I set my vice captain correctly. I'd just forgotten who I'd set after I'd set it because I was so angry at Pep. So it was skill, but it was also a great surprise. Um, the You're the boss at FBL for one day, Morpheus, and can change one rule or feature in the game. What is it going to be? This is probably the toughest question of the lot, actually, Don. So if I was to change one, I'd give points for uh, passing, tackling and shot tiers, uh, similar to the way they do in Sky. That would increase the pool of players that you could potentially pick from. Uh, make the game just a little bit more complicated without necessarily reducing the the user base. I like yeah, it. see, I like that. Anything that's going to create a bit more versatility, isn't it? And it doesn't matter if like people don't really understand the way the scoring system works. It's still simple enough. People like casuals will look at who scored the most the previous week, right? In in many cases, so who cares? Um, but yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay, next up is. The describe yourself as an FPL manager question in three words. Cautious, statistical, um, and the third word would be an acronym, which is FOMO, which I, I really I'm looking to change this season. FOMO really caught me caught me cold at the start of the season, uh, and then again just after the restart, where I I had FOMO about uh, about Martial at the start of the season, and he had a, a terrible run of, of form, and then at the back end of the season I had FOMO, FOMO about Rashford when I should have jumped on Bruno. Um, and uh, and not having Bruno probably cost me uh, cost me about eighty quid by missing out on on first place in a work league. It's a bit more yolo, a bit less FOMO. I try and be a mofo. <laughs> try, try and be a badass mofo. <laughs> yeah. That's the answer. Yeah. 
but not not get too hung up on particular particular players. Be cautious. Um, I like to do a, f- a fair bit of research. So despite the 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 YOLO approach that Mars sometimes encourages me to take, I'm very much a FOMO manager. So I like to to look at my stats. I don't get much time to watch football these days. What with um uh, with having two two very young kids. So I try to get as much information as I can from good quality, uh, good quality podcasts. I've heard there's one that I might be featured on at some stage in the near future. Um, I try and, uh, I try and look at, uh, fantasy football hub, um, scout, fix, whatever I may have membership to in, in, in any given season, uh, pick out the best of, of what's on Twitter. Um, uh, FBR Hitman and Big Man Buckar do brilliant breakdowns on, uh, uh, on Twitter of the week stats, and then in the end, just look at whether or not that particular player suits suits my approach. And that's the difficult part, to be honest. I mean, when when Don understood what former was, he realised that he had it too. He didn't know what former stood for, to be fair. But you know, um, it is difficult because sometimes you just you want them all. I'm looking at the team now. I'm like, I want them all. All these midfielders, all these strikers, and these guys know because I sit down like, ah, stuff defence. I don't care about having a, an eleventh player that might not play if I can fit five premiums in just want all of all of those mofos in yeah so, yeah in my first season i thought you know what i could save 0.5 million if i just don't have a goalkeeper the entire season <laughs> <laughs> this you know this this is the type of way i used to play fpl uh well the first time i uh went the first ever season i i picked carragher just because i was picking my you know the liverpool players so uh, yeah Right, now, um, a couple of questions mixed together just to continue on the FPL. Um, we, we have a fair bit of time between now and start of the season. Um, so you touched a little bit you know, on your research, but what, what kind of tactics are you looking at t- setting up your team for the uh, game week? And um, like, when you start, when do you normally like, you know, do your captain picks and transfers? Are you an early transfer? Do you wait till the end, check injuries, etc.? Yeah, at the start of the season, I try and uh, I try and play the market a little bit to catch price rises. So if I see on a uh, on a daily basis that that a player is being transferred in particularly uh, particularly often, and I want that player, but I want to wait till the end of the week, I, I I might, if funds are tight, go for for that particular player early. Later on in the season, when I've built up uh, built up some funds, hopefully. Uh, then I'll leave it till um, till late, and and of course you used to have the situation where you could get uh, get early team leaks, and and that's been spoken about plenty, but that won't necessarily be a uh, be a factor this season. Uh, when it comes to captain picks, I normally actually set my captain pick up really early in the week, so I'll set up a, a bus team almost as soon as the game goes live after the after the first kickoff, um, and then just sort of review that after the previous game week has uh, has has finished. But more often than not, I'll, I'll stick with with my captain picks. And I think one of my my rules of, of being less FOMO uh, and also a bit more disciplined this season would be to um, to not make transfers when I'm, I'm under the influence of, uh, of illicit substances. <laughs> you don't have a big window. Then. You don't have a big window. Right? <laughs> that's that's fair, <laughs> Uh, the uh, you know, you, you mentioned previously that you're like a conservative or cautious, as you described yourself, manager. But um, how and well, when do you feel happy to take hits or make make risky lineup or captain decisions? I'd say when there's um, 
well, in terms of taking hits, I'll definitely take a hit if I know I'm bringing a player in to captain him. I set myself, uh, being an accountant, a budget for hits for the season. So last season, I wanted to take less than 32. I manage it. This season, I'm targeting less than 20. So um, as it will infuriate many a marketing manager, um, I try to make sure that I stick within budget for hits. And if it's outside <laughs> the budget, I won't do it. But but also, um, if there is an injury uh, or if there's a double game week, I'll look at potentially bringing a player in for a uh, for a hit simply to 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 know that I'd be making up half that half the cost of that hit almost immediately. Risky captain picks. I really want to steer clear of them. I, I, I'm, uh, you, you guys used to do that feature Baldwin or Barlow, right? I'm, I'm definitely a Barlow like, when it comes to, comes to captain picks. Yeah. Nice, safe, safe, conservative and boring. That's one yep. from the vault, Baldwin and Barlow. And I never did actually know the origins of where we came up with that. Right, it's t- just coronation three. Oh yeah. Oh so my God. Like, okay. <laughs> Is that generally the case, Don? Because I thought you were referring to Alec Baldwin and Gary Barlow. No, it was um, there was there was two characters in Coronation Street years ago. It's Coronation Street. They still that well. Ken Barlow, he was like a boring old stiff. He used to sit in the corner reading his book, and his wife used to repeatedly get bored out of her mind with him and go off and have affairs with local shopkeepers and so on. And then the other guy was uh, Mike Baldwin, and he was like the risque uh, manager of a knicker factory across the road. And he was a bit of a fancy man. So, uh, yeah, the, one so of them Don is conservative. Still there, to be fair. He is actually still there, yeah, he is, yeah. Um, don't know if the yeah. other guy dead at this point. But anyway, let's move on, so shall we? are getting some insight <laughs> into your viewing yeah, yeah. preferences here. I'm not surprised by Mars. A little bit surprised by you, Don, but uh, there we have it. So, so moving on, um, this is usually Mars's favourite question, um, but I've hijacked it from him today. So it's our Deanie question, and somewhat hilarious since uh, Deanie is no longer a, a relevant uh, factor for for any of us this season. Mars can can de-stress, but effectively. We're talking trolls or any players or teams that you try to avoid in FPL. I will try and stick with the top six. So I'll try and avoid uh, relegation candidates. If there's a team I'd say I particularly dislike owning players from, I'd, I'd say it's probably Chelsea. Um, no disrespect to any of the, the many Hashtag. wonderful um, Chelsea fans that, that I interact with frequently on uh, uh, on Twitter. But that being said, there's just something about Chelsea that I really, really struggle to like or respect in any way. I don't know. Maybe it was a whole John Terry being a massive racist and yeah. Frank Lampard being a massive. Well, we, we won't talk about that anymore. But um, no no disrespect, though. But yeah, I, <coughs> well, it's, it's factual, Don. John Terry was a massive racist. <laughs> he's, he's six foot four, therefore he's massive. And he's been convicted <laughs> of racially aggravated assault. Therefore, he's a racist. Yeah, it's, it's not factually, just, it's factual. factually accurate. Yep. It's we, we love facts on this pod, but before we lose all our Chelsea listeners, <laughs> move on. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing the answer to this next one is not John Terry, but if you had to choose one player, past or present, to have in your FPL, who would it be? Wayne Bridge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, John Terry is now the assistant manager of Aston Villa. Wayne Bridge is married to Frankie from the Saturdays. I'll let you decide who's the winner out of that altercation. 
Yeah. I'm just going to stay silent. Um, that being said, one player passed. Kylie the... does not know Kylie, where Saturday is. Kylie, right? and, she, and she's wondering which city the Wayne Bridge is in. <laughs> I know, I'm like, can I Google this quickly uh, without anyone realising? Okay. Um, so Kylie, I'm assuming you don't mean Stamford Bridge. I'm, I'm going to save you some time. Just, just go on TikTok and search for Frankie Bridge. That's Wayne Bridge's wife. Dude is winning. She was on um, Strictly Come Dancing as well. That's that's all I know her from. I wouldn't know her from the Saturdays because I'm not young and hip. Okay. While, while Kylie's looking that up there, she can continue with your answer. <laughs> so, I, so if it was one player, it would definitely be Andy Cole. <laughs> you, that deliberately. <laughs> you liar. It's not even him, is it? Well, he's, he's in Westlife. Like, I know. I know these things. <laughs> Who's in no, Westlife? Oh no, this, this are, Kylie, this is a car crash. <laughs> uh, you do realise that was a joke. <laughs> oh, oh god, okay, thank god for that. Let's we talked about Andy Cole at the top of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so one player past the present who I'd have in my team would probably be uh, Alan Shearer because I disliked him as a player with a passion. He should have come to Manchester United twice, um, but I maintain with my tinfoil hat on the, the Premier League blocked move because they didn't want to see United dominate and Shearer score uh, hundreds of goals a season. Um, but he would have been an absolute shoo-in. Uh, selfish, brilliant finisher, took all the penalties, all the free kicks. Um, and, uh, and and to be fair, a, a Geordie to the core. Yeah, he was phenomenal. I, I was surprised to hear his name there. It would have been one of the last players because I know you Man United fans don't exactly hold him... Um, hold him dear in your hearts because he basically as you said turned you down rejected you a couple of times um when but he he would have been phenomenal at man united i can only imagine how many goals he would have scored and how many league titles he would have won if he if he had gone there yeah it's a shame it's a shame but fair play to him like i said he was a geordie to the core and uh and they loved him up on uh, uh up on tying side yep um tell me who were the first did you have a look at this do a bit of research i like this question myself uh who were the first five fpl accounts you followed and you still follow on twitter um yeah so that was that was good fun i I looked at that i think the first one was uh fpl general uh mark mcgettigan who's uh who's a really cool guy put out some awesome content and um when you meet him he's he's really really tall mars did you meet him at the meetup yeah, I've met, I've met him. Yeah, yeah. Nice guy. Was he that tall? I can't remember. He, maybe he was scratching down to talk to me. Mars <laughs> met me, though, and he knows how tall I am, so he probably has a different... Yeah, anything diff- compared to that, he's really short, yeah. Different idea on tall Irishman, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I've never met the general, though. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I'd known him for years from, from the old fan few days when he used to come on as a guest. Um, lovely fella. Um, who else, then, have you got on your list? Giroud uh, Top. Um, who who have had a, a couple of couple of pleasant interactions with big Arsenal fan provides really good insight onto uh, onto FPL um, uh, FPL chancer Dan if there's ever a game of football that is on TV you can guarantee Dan will be watching it so it's always good to to follow him for the uh, for the eye test um, I can't remember the fourth one might have been the official account but the fifth one uh, I'm not just saying this guys it was the three amigos podcast account for real oh, so, yeah yeah boom well that's great we'd um 
<laughs> that was a fine choice. Now we can end the podcast on that note. <laughs> That's it. That's, that's that's a good set. Good set. So, what do you like best about being a part of the FPL community? Uh, this, I mean, there's so much. There's this is a, a community of people that fundamentally, are, are above all else, or at least the, the people I'm I'm lucky enough to interact with, are, are kind. Um, they support causes where where people are, are struggling. Um, you know, it's 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 no longer about this this fun but but somewhat silly game we play. These are people that that genuinely look out for each other. I mean, uh, Hindu Monkey, uh, if he's listening to this, as as much as we banter about him, is is almost a, a, an online hero of mine. Um, I, I think back to some of the causes that um, that we've looked at for for charity. Um, that, uh, that the community has put together and, and the fundamental factor that this is, is that it's not a community that, that, um, comes together because of FPL. It's a community that comes together because we're inherently kind people and we just happen to play the same game. So being part of, of a group of people that, that care about each other and society as a whole is, is the reason I, I'm involved in it really, to be honest, because, um, it, otherwise, it would have just been a fad that, that went away really, really quickly. 100%. I think we're all in agreement there. That's the thing that binds everyone uh, on an ongoing basis. As you said, otherwise, it might just be a fad and we'd all get bored. But there's genuinely very good people in this community. We're very lucky. Genuinely, sometimes I, I log on to Twitter just to laugh. And I know like people will like, ah, you're always arguing. Most of the time, me and him, the monk, are actually DMing laughing about the <laughs> the discussion that we have. Full-time bands, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, and, and there's, there's plenty of, uh, of awesome people. And like every community, there's always the one or two dickheads, but then they don't have space for that and we, they get kicked out. So. Yeah, they, they get, they get moved on very, very Oh, quick. absolutely. You, you spot yeah. them, you spot them a mile off and you're like, all right, on your, on your horse, mate. Get off. Cool. Right. Away on from. On your horse. What? On your, on your <laughs> bike, on your bike, man. Yeah, on your bike. And you're in London, so how many horses are there realistically around for anyone to get on? You'll be, you be surprised. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Right, anyway, we, um, now we're done with FBO. Let's, uh, let's get to the, to the fun part. Um, so you're, you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite any three people, living or dead. Who are they? What food and what drink are you putting in front of them after you get them high? Last <laughs> <laughs> time. So, so obviously, um, we could start with dessert because that would be weed brownies. Um, your mains would have to be uh, steak, uh, steak and chips. Um, I love, love a good steak and chips. Um, and uh, and to drink, there'd be the option of, of gin and tonic or champagne or beers, depending on who uh, whoever chose to chose to attend. Um, the people is is the more difficult one because you you said what three people, Mars? Yeah, three people. So we'll keep it uh, keep it um, football and and FPL. Uh, if it's FPL, if if it's football and FPL related, then number one would definitely be uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. I uh, would love to to meet him and and just try and try and get into the mind of uh, of a proper a proper footballing genius. Um, and then numbers two and three, well, again, I'll, I'll keep it simple. Would would actually be Ronaldo and Messi? 
because as far as I know, Ronaldo was trying to arrange a dinner between the two of them at the Ballon d'Or Awards a couple of years ago. And Messi still hasn't said yes. So I'd love to be uh, uh, to be the dude that, that brings those people together. Brilliant. That would, be, that would be an awesome dinner. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you know what I just noticed there, Morpheus? And this is literally the first time I've noticed it. We asked the question of going, you can invite any three people, living or dead, to a dinner party. And nobody has ever just said Kylie, Don and Mars. And it would be the easiest setup, like, just, but nobody has ever just said they'd like to have us at the dinner party. They've all messaged me separately and told me that actually they wanted me there. And I mean, Morpheus had had gin and tonic. So I just he, well, he, well, he, I want Morpheus to feel bad actually. here. But um, Morpheus, come here. This is the big question when you have steak, steak and chips. Ste- steak. The, the thing is this, if I may. Yeah. You're more than just people to me. You guys are my soulmates. Ah. Oh, he's good. <laughs> he is good. He's good. I can see why. I can see why his wife is um, keen to keep him around, even with all these uh, all these birds that are going to be flocking around him now after uh, after his <laughs> podcast appearance. But um, with your steak and chips, do would you um, are you a gravy person or a pepper sauce person or dry? For the love of God, no. I I feel like I'm setting myself up for uh, you're 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 setting me up for some trouble here, Don. I am a peppercorn sauce man. Oh, lovely, man. lovely. Steak yeah, is yeah, yeah. useless, but I would totally eat the, the sauce on the chips. Yeah, on chips, happily. yeah. Yeah, happy days, happy days. That's good. You passed that one with flying flying colours. <laughs> uh, so next question is, if your house is on fire and you could only save one non-living item, what would you grab? It would, I'm, I'm quite a bit of a techie. Uh, so I would have uh, backed up most things in my house electronically, thank goodness, except for one, which is quite poor on my part, which is my uh, wedding video DVD. So I would be in a lot of trouble if that were to go missing. And it would certainly be the first thing I'd get, assuming that uh, uh, that my wife and, and my kids were safe. Is your wife sitting next to you? Like, there's a lot of compliments going in there. And my wedding video, he's, and she's amazing. Okay, yeah. and... <laughs> he's going to force her to listen to his debut. That's what this is. He's going to so have this episode that. on the car radio. He's going to have it on there all the time. <laughs> no, look, uh, I, I use, I operate on my life on on basically two different taglines, and, and neither of them have YOLO or MoFo or FOMO in them. But the first one is do no harm, but take no crap from people. And the second one, which is only something I've learned about over the last few years, is happy wife, happy life. Done. They came into that, mate. It's, <laughs> it's smart, so, much, so much easier. And especially, listen, we're both in the same situation, right? Two girls, uh, t- two little girls and, and a wife. Yes, absolutely. Like, uh, let, let the women be happy. I'm there sitting in the corner on my phone watching a game if I have to whilst they're watching whatever it is or doing whatever it is, you know. Uh, it's better absolutely and as a female i can vouch for the fact that yeah you're absolutely right you are better off that way (laughs) (laughs) um okay so next question then um do you have any special skills outside of your job and being decent at fpl um i'm not really decent at fpl kylie but but that was being complimentary compliment i'd probably the one thing i've been doing uh, doing longest that I've actually tried to acquire a skill in would be would be Muay Thai. So yeah, uh, kicking and punching um, random inanimate objects with my increasingly uh, decaying body is something that I've become quite good at over the last fifteen odd years. Have you ever had to use it? Like use it in for self defence? 
Uh, I can say yes, but I'm not sure I can elaborate any further. No, 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 no need to elaborate. The police is already outside mine. I don't want them outside yours. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we, we had a lot of uh, talk about music on lockdown, thanks to to Hindu Monkey. So um, what's your favourite band, your favourite movie, and, and what show are you currently watching on TV? Uh, favorite band, I'd say I'm, I'm probably quite into, uh, quite into kind of, uh, old school hip hop and, and R&B and, and Motown music. But, uh, yes. if, I, if, if I were to pick one Actually. artist from, from each category, I was, I'd probably be a fan of, I'd say for, for hip hop, it'd be, um, it'd be Rakim. Um, so pretty, it's, it's pretty, pretty old school in that sense. Uh, uh, it's very old school. Don't worry, Kylie. <laughs> it's all right. Jigs, okay. <laughs> Uh, for, the, for Motown, it's, it's uh, I just I love Marvin Gaye. Um, I mean, the man has a voice like like velvet. Don't don't oh no, he's gonna start singing. Oh no, uh, I was about to. Oh, <laughs> oh. Don do, do, would you sing with me, Don? Please. It's his favorite oh, song. Oh baby, I'd love to. <laughs> but no, I won't. I think this podcast has been messy enough already. We uh, love the mess. Uh, kidding, but if you if you ever have the chance, um, Kylie, go uh, and look up. Uh, I heard it through the grapevine acapella. I, but you know, I'm not that like not that bad. I know Marvin Gaye, and I like Motown, so I know that song very well. Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. that's a surprise. A few you classics. Know, <laughs> <laughs> did you know that Anne Cole was actually a backing vocalist on? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Don't push your luck. <laughs> Yeah, true, true that, Matt. <laughs> um, the, the other question, I'm sorry, was it a TV series? What yeah. You watch, yeah, what are you watching now? Yeah, yeah um, I, I'm watching a, a show called Sacred Games, um, which is about the, the dark side of the uh, the Mumbai underworld. Um, it's on Netflix, and uh, and I'm watching it in um, I'm watching it in in Hindi with uh, with the old English subtitles. So it's, it's nice to be able to. Uh, to to watch something in a foreign language and understand most of most of what's going on, um, so that's uh, that's that's a cool series I've really I've recently gotten into. And then after that, it was um, something that that uh, our friend uh, Adam Pritchard recommended, which is Succession. So I've seen a couple of episodes of that, and that's what I've got uh, what I've got lined up next. Yeah, Succession. Yeah, very good things about that. Yeah, I want to keep uh, want to have a look at that one too. I'm on Narcos. The truth at the is, moment. you the the truth is with your wife, you're watching Bollywood. Um, uh, Bollywood date, dating show, isn't it? Let, and let's be honest. Kim K. Okay, Kim K. Let's. That's that's like Andy K to me, Kylie. Please. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that actually segues nicely into our final question of our twenty. So you've done very well so far. But uh, tell us your one guilty pleasure or bad habit you have. This the this is going to be the defining question of the podcast. So um. Tread, I mean, bear in mind, this is the one where we got the the undercover story about the Love Island FPL group, you know, so it all comes out at this point. And some person admitted to um, biting their toenails. Um, and also, Hindu Monkey admitted being a closet don- uh, Dolly Parton fan, like mad Let's, into the country. And and to be fair, since then, I never look at cotton pods the same way. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Did you just say Hindu monkey though dresses up as um, Dolly Parton? Oh. It does. Hey, Let, let's take um, it from there. Yeah. All right, yeah. Lightly adapting what I said, but sure we'll go with it. Yeah, yeah. we'll go with it. 
Who <laughs> monkey dresses as Dolly Parton on New Year's Eve? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's that's. that's it's, he allow, he allows himself one night a year to feel really special, and that's when he does it. Um, um, but, uh, you know what you were saying about marketing managers? We if a, if a story is boring, we just like to add a bit of colour to improve yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't let the truth um, get in the way of a good story. Is is uh, what I always say. Um, but uh, yeah, so Morpheus, you're going to give us your your guilty pleasure or bad habit. Which one are you going to go for? I'm I'm going to go for uh, I'm going to go for guilty pleasure, and, and it's it's not as uh, it's it's not as glamorous as some of the other ones, or as exciting as some of the other ones you've mentioned. Um, it's uh, it's it's fried food, like chips, crisps. Mars bars, courgettes, onion rings. If they're fried, I will eat them. And it's been really challenging to to try and keep the weight off during lockdown. So I'm kind of looking forward to uh, to getting back into the gym because I'm I'm just a sucker for those things, especially fried Mars bars. Yeah, it's underrated, mate. Yeah, and and if you've just smoked a tight doobie, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Can get on board with the courgettes though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, well, yeah, well, Michael Jackson. Yeah, 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 definitely. And that stuff is just to die for. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say fried food. Um, I, Don, you, you didn't give me a chance to answer my uh, my favorite film. Oh, sorry. Apologies. No. Apologies. No, come on, give us your favorite film. Uh, my favorite film. Is this going to be a it? guilty pleasure as well? So it's like Dirty Dancing or something, yeah? Uh, good God, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's Marzos, obviously. Actually, I will say, I uh, what is the name of that film with Anna? Is there's three of them with Anna Kendrick about that acapella? Uh, oh, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. I swear, Pitch Perfect is one of my favourite films. Not it just is Pitch so Perfect. good. Pitch Perfect Two <laughs> and Pitch Perfect Three are just brilliant. Loved that. There yeah. you go. That's my guilty pleasure, Don. <laughs> and uh, how yeah. about what's your favorite film, though? My favorite actual film was the first film I went to see with uh, with my daughter. So she was only three years old, um, and we took uh, it was just me and her, uh, daddy daughter day, and I took her to see Aladdin, uh, the, uh, the the modern um, mm. uh, live action version, and the two of us absolutely loved it. And just to see the uh, how how happy she was and the joy on her face um, and how excited she was to watch it is, is something that will stick with me forever. So yeah, uh, Aladdin is uh, is my definitely my favorite. Ah, film. lovely, magical. Oh, that's, that's lovely. That's brilliant. Yeah, and what uh, a great way to end this. Yeah, exactly. Um, Morpheus, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you. Thanks a million for coming on the Three Amigos. Thank you so much, Don. Thank you, Mars. Thank you, Kylie. Big love to you all and to everyone else in the community. Thank you for listening if you've managed to make it this far. (laughs) (laughs) One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo. We did exchange um, vest picks before pick. We did. This is actually, this is actually true. What? Yeah. Please, please tell me that bit makes the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has to outtake. <coughs> oh, God.
I have not heard about the vest pick story. I feel like context is needed there. Or maybe it's not because it just sounds better. You're going to make the story more I, I had a bit of a chat with Marzi over the lockdown because he was lonely and I had a video chat with him a couple of times. And um, there was one of them and he was wearing his vest and uh, the white vest. And uh, and so the next time when I had a white vest on, I just took a pic of it as well and I just sent it onto his phone. His wife would be a bit peculiar sometimes and say if she actually looked through his phone and saw a picture of me like doing a sexy pose with a white vest on. <laughs> then again, maybe not. Maybe not. You know, maybe not. Maybe she not. probably would be too maybe shocked. Um, <laughs> uh, Hitesh, how are you doing, buddy? Did you do your changeover there? I'm, I'm, I've got the changeover. How, how am I sounding? Just are keep you? waffling so we can judge you yeah that sounded fine. really aggressive sorry I, I uh i appreciate that you refer to my uh my soliloquy as waffling thank you kylie <laughs> a member of the waffle gang there you go 